the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The excitement is palpable. Dow 20,000. Ooh! Are you going to get your... I was at work when the Dow hit 20,000 t-shirt before they go completely out of print. I don't care about Dow 20,000. Stop it, Dow Bell. I don't care about you or your brother or anyone else. Um, I don't own the Dow. I may own some stocks inside the Dow, but it's only 30 stocks. It's not a very reflective. Uh, it's not as important today as it was 100 years ago. That's not a good thing. S&P 500, a little more important. NASDAQ, eh, okay, it's good, but not great. Um, Russell 2000, Russell 3000, Wilshire 5000, I think are more interesting indexes to talk about. Crude oil is weaker today, so that doesn't bode well for Russell 20,000. But today is Federal Reserve Day. Janet Yellen, you sexy Federal Reserve President, you, who looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy's mother. We're counting on you to be all sexy and fun and insightful with your market dot plots um, okay so maybe that won't happen today uh, we do get the Fed open market committee meeting and we do get Miss Yellen coming up in front of the cameras and talking on some clarification so the Fed open market committee at 2 o'clock eastern time so at 11 o'clock pacific time and you figure it out where we are in between um, now, we know the Fed, well, we don't know, but it's been well hinted that with inflation kind of showing up a little bit, and with the jobs numbers being pretty darn good, that we expect the Federal Reserve to raise 25 basis points. What we don't know is, are there any surprises? Where they say something like, oh, we raised this month, and unless things change, we're going to raise next month, or we're going to 
raise things this month, and we'll see how the first three months of 2014 goes. We don't really know the, the dialogue that's going to come out. And a lot of people want her to say stuff along the lines of, you know, with President-elect Donald Trump, um, what do you expect? Do you expect tax consequences? Do you expect spending? Do you expect What do you expect? Uh, and she's probably not going to get into that. But we'd like it. But uh, I think the more the better. It's going to be interesting. I had this thought yesterday. You know, the whole Donald Trump thing and Russia didn't hack, Russia did hack, the CIA, the FBI, agree, disagree. I had this funny thought of how great it would be just to throw our political world into a mess if not only he did hack Putin and Russians, but shortly after Trump is sworn in, there's proof of that, that they leak just to say, America, you and your democracy is a joke. I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Thank you. So wouldn't that be just uh, just out of a book? Uh, a lot of people around the world look at our Bill of Rights and look at our election systems as the best in the world, has things to live up to. And a lot of people from Russia, and Mr. Putin in particular, is particularly upset with the way the United States meddled in his affairs as he tried to expand his country last year. (coughs) So, we got that going. What would that do, by the way? Get a resignation from a president 24 hours after he starts? Um, I don't know. I I think it would be entertaining to watch from a distance. But that's the guy in me who says it couldn't possibly happen, could it? So the retail sales numbers came out today, and we are a nation of paycheck, you know, paycheck to paycheck, and we spin, and we, uh, sometimes as we get raises, we're like, hey, let's spend more on restaurants, and then restaurant stocks go higher. Retail sales came out today, and retail sales, uh, kind of a a pulse on the consumers, it's thought to be. They increased just one-tenth of a percent. Um, Not a lot. Consensus was expected for about triple that, three-tenths of a percent. So, and then October got revised down. So when you kind of blend October and November together, it was not a home run start to the Christmas season. Ho, 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 ho. I know. Thank you. Did you know the Charlie Brown Christmas story almost didn't get made? Do you care? I don't. Um, Excluding autos, retail sales were up two-tenths of a percent. Aided by modest sales increase in most retail categories, um, gas stations had a big one. And the gas stations, when you look at it, you're like, we want retail sales to be strong. We want retail sales to be strong. Oh, not if it's just gas stations, because that's hitting us where we're filling up. Oh, you ever go to a state that has the people that the state has a law that someone else has to pump your gas and you park your car, you get ready to go pump your own gas and then someone's there and they're like, we have to do that for you. It's not as hillbilly as you would think. Um, New Jersey is one of them. So you're driving into New York and you stop in New Jersey and it just, it makes you cringe a little bit because it's something you want to pump your own gas, but then again, maybe you don't want to pump your own gas. Um, so retail sales were up despite aggregate earnings being unchanged in November. That implies that growth was driven in part by spending out of savings and or on credit. 
Um, credit, obviously, a big, big issue, and more and more people are picking up credit card debt. I saw the average credit card debt now over 16000 and we tend to like that number more than 12000 per household. 16000 feels... Loose. You know, if you make $60,000 a year and you got 16000 like, you could do the math. That, that's it's going to get tough to catch up to. And that's when we get, uh, where were we in 2000? Where were we in 2006, right before the markets went south on us? People like to kind of tinker with those kind of things. Um, what else is there to really talk about today? Uh, retail sales is out there. Uh, we got a winter storm coming in, um, so may, hopefully we got skiing coming up. Oh, the Hatchimals. Hatchimals are the catch of the season. What is a Hatchimal? It's a supply and demand story of Christmas. And all parents, if you can get a Hatchimal, now's the time to do it. You could run to Target or Walmart, check to see if they've got a Hatchimal, because you could probably make triple your money on eBay. Uh, they're toy eggs that hatch into a butterfly-winged birdle, which is a penguin-like pinguala and other magical creatures. So we are now teaching our kids here. Um, we don't really want to teach you about the birds and the bees, so just carry this egg around, and it's going to hatch into a butterfly character or a penguin-like character. And it's kind of interesting, right? But sellers on eBay are offering the toys for double the retail price. Uh, there was one person who was able to pick up like 55 of them and said she was going to sell them on eBay and donate the money to charity. And people went ballistic. They, they're like, you should give those away to charity. You should do this. You should do that. And I like how people spend other people's money, don't you? Anyhow, um, I'm here for you today. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Coming up, i got CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton going to be joining me on this very program, talking about the webinar coming up. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbye. As long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, financial planning elf, Chad Burton from NewFocusFinancial.com. You can find him at NewFocusFinancial.com. Big webinar coming up next week. Uh, no cost to sign up, but you do have to sign up. Space is incredibly limited. Uh, December 21st, webinar on 10 Pillars of Retirement Income. How are you, Mr. Burton? I'm good. I like webinars, but smiling is my favorite. <laughs> you are a happy elf, aren't you? <laughs> you know, I love that movie, Elf. We, we watch it like three times <laughs> between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Favorite Christmas I don't think I've ever wa- I don't think I've ever watched Elf from beginning to end. It's I've seen great. some it, it, Just the little things. It's, the la- it's kind of like the last Will Ferrell movie I liked, I think. 
That's probably pretty fair to say. Yeah. So, CFP Chad Burton, any big significant changes to any of your 10 pillars retirement income planning going forward into 2017? Because sometimes things change. Social security changes, taxes change, earnings change, cost of living changes. What do you see tinkering in with 2017? Well, most of the, the strategies, having a strategy in each of the 10 areas is key. And so, I mean, you can't be a static investor. You can't be a static financial advisor. I mean, things change. Um, so what I expect will change, but will have to be adjusted in terms of planning techniques and all the way down to the slides that we use in these events is fighting the IRA tax trap and, and knowing your tax bracket. Those are two of them right there. And what's fighting the IRA tax trap is is that people retire, and a lot of times they have a ton of money. The majority of their retirement savings are in 401ks, IRAs, things that have not been taxed yet. And so at 70 and a half, you have to start pulling money out. And a lot of times people go into retirement with that same idea, I've got to pay the least amount of taxes this year. Well, really, in retirement, it changes from that strategy to I have to pay the least amount of taxes over my 35 years that I'm going to be retired, you have to blend tax brackets and fight that thing that happens at 70 and a half with your IRA and having to pull money out more than you want and lose control of your tax brackets. So the fighting the IRA tax trap, which which goes with the other pillar, which is knowing your tax brackets, both of those are going to change under this new Trump administration that we see coming down the line here. Uh, the other thing that's going to change too is uh, the idea of long-term care and health care. The industry is really changing quickly, Rob. It went from basic long-term care policies, which protect people from nursing homes or even pay for people to come to your house to take care of you. Those got very expensive because early on, companies mispriced that. Now we're starting to see different types of life insurance policies that are out there that allow you to use the death benefit early to pay for long-term care. And I think those will become better and more popular going forward as people say, well, there's only a 60% chance that I'm going to go in, so if I'm going to pay all this money into this insurance and then I die, I get zero. If I die, my spouse might as well get something or my kids might as well get something um, or might as well. Uh, also, bond alternatives. I think that I think we'll still be using bond alternatives for the next couple of years, but maybe off into 2020 when I expect rates to... You know, I, I could be wrong. Who knows? Nobody can call interest rates these days, I swear. Um, but uh, bond alternatives will still be there for the next three years, at least, until interest rates normalize. Alan Thicke died recently, made it to 69, maybe 69 and a half. Does that make you change your approach to retirement? Because, like, sometimes you want to take your Social Security a little earlier versus a little later. He wrote the song Facts of Life. He did Wheel of Fortune songs, like he's got perpetuity money coming in from annuities mm -hmm. on those songs. Um, I'm bringing up Alan Thicke only because I know it's not going to change you, but I know it's going to change some of our listeners. Yeah, I mean, because what I, what I like to do, and you, you know me, is you know, the, the whole life balance thing. Because, boy, when you and I started working together 18, 19 years ago, we were 14-hour you know, days and then on the weekends. And so trying to get that life balance and having experiences for myself and family and, and making sure you have those memories early on. I mean, I, th there's some people, Rob, that get so focused on, you know what, I'm going to save, 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 I'm going to retire at 55 because I said I could and I'm going to achieve that goal no matter what, and then they get there and they're totally bored. So that's what I, I think coaching those types of people that are doing a great job saving 
but really have no life plan for retirement. Um, that's what that kind of makes me think of when somebody passes away. And it sounded like it was right in front of his son playing hockey or something like that. So sad deal for sure. Pretty old son, 19-year-old son, not like a nine-year-old kid or anything like that, which would be more traumatic. But I'm with you on that. Um, again, I only bring that up because I think the headlines sometimes can influence people and go and change things. And because uh, he was a relatively healthy guy playing hockey and probably enjoyed his life. I know that he dated lots and lots of Playboy models. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So I wonder what theme song we're going to go to break with. Is it going to be Wheel of Fortune? Is it going to be Facts Life? Is it going to be Growing Pains? Um, but he should he have taken Social Security at 62 now that we have a crystal ball? Well, he had enough money to probably not even care about it. But um, it, typically the scenario, about the only time scenario that uh, you're going to take Social Security early is if you retire early. You're not very healthy, and you have no spouse because that's when you're kind of like, I'm going to take it as soon as I can get it because I'm not going to live very long, and I don't have my spouse to worry about. When even unhealthy people that aren't going to live very long, if they have a spouse that's healthy, a lot of times they're going to want to wait. If their check is going to be bigger, they're going to want to wait till they're 70 to take their check so that then when they die, that check goes to their spouse for the rest of their life. Um, and, and I don't think we're going to see a lot of changes in Social Security in 2017, maybe continue changes in 2018 after. Um, the system needs to change. It needs to protect the people that are close to it or in Social Security now, but it's just not going to work the way it is. And people under 50 should plan to be able to retire without any Social Security because if it's going to be there, it's going to be there along with higher taxation to keep the system going. So it's going to be an offset situation. So briefly, talk about the webinar, how it's a little bit different than your seminars. Give us a little plug for that. Um, well, it, it's different because you don't have to deal with traffic after work and, and uh, you know working all day and then trying to keep your <laughs> attention going. Um, I, I think the, more, the in-person ones with you and I are a little bit more fun, but uh, it's still it's a great because we'll go through the 10 pillars, the 10 key things that I boil down retirement to. If you're 10 years from retirement or in retirement, you can go through this event and say, okay, I need to have a plan in each of these areas. If I don't, I need to get one. And you can do it from your own home with a beverage in your hand. Or I, I will say if you're going to stay at work and watch this, make sure that you can download GoToWebinar, uh, the, the plugins and things like that, um, through the firewall at work. Otherwise, you'll get stuck sitting there trying to get into the webinar when you can't because of your work's firewall. So probably going home and watching is a better deal. Well, I know it's a busy time of year for you, so go do your financial planning elf work. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. You can schedule an appointment with him to have him go over your portfolio and some of your basic ideas tied towards uh, retirement and retirement planning. But the webinar is coming up December 21st. It's right around the corner, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income. It's about an hour, 7-ish to 8-ish. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.
Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Lots going on these days. Secretary of State poses dilemma for GOP's Russia hardliners. Um, some people who are Republican don't think Putin's a nice man. And Rex Tillerson is good friends with Russia. Um, as a guy who helped open up the Arctic for drilling via Russia's interests. Um, it's going to be interesting. I know that's probably a catchphrase that I'm falling back on too much these days and saying, oh, 2017 is going to be interesting. But I think it will be. Cars talking to one another. Um, I think that's something we haven't talked enough about. And, you know, the horn used to be your way of telling another car, look, jerk face, move it. Or, you're coming too fast, slow down. Um, oh, look, I'm going to tell you that the light has been green for 15 seconds. Or, t- people typically behind me, it's been green for one second. Um, but the federal government has bet on driverless vehicles as a way to reduce road fatalities going forward. And it's also betting that drivers and passengers will be safer if cars talk to each other. So we've seen some Google kick back or pull back a little bit on their expectations for driverless cars. They wanted a driverless car with no steering wheel, and that's probably not going to happen. But vehicle-to-vehicle communication technology, it's separate from driverless car tech. It's viewed by regulators as the most effective fix for vehicle deaths. And you're going to hear more about that, again, with the Trump administration and the incoming transportation secretary. Um, there's going to be a lot of tech mandates. Lane Chow is going to be running through some of those. Um, Uber has expanded its self-driving car service in San Francisco. A couple weeks ago, you heard me talk about Uber and uh, Pittsburgh. So Uber has highlighted its special relationship with San Francisco. Ubers and Lyfts and, you know, who needs a car when you could have a self-driving car, you can have someone who owns a car pick you up. So uh, the new Uber vehicle that will be in San Francisco, the XC90, it's a Volvo sport utility vehicle fitted with LiDAR, form of radar, uh, that uses laser beams and wireless technologies and different cameras. Um, So tracking more and more and more miles on the road. Now again, there will be a driver but he won't be using a steering wheel unless he has to. So San Francisco's rollout's going to be on a large scale. Uh, any passenger to request a ride from UberX, one of the cheaper options of the service, may be picked up by an autonomous vehicle. Those chosen will receive a notification inside the user Uber app uh, where they can accept or cancel and get a regular driver. So I think it sounds pretty cool. And I like the idea of saving people's lives in the future by having cars that are better at driving than, say, humans who are texting each other. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Mortgage applications fell 4% as refinancings have been hit by the post-election rate hikes. 
Did you refinance the last three years, or have you missed it? Do you feel like you've missed it? Let's bring in Tony Mendez from Bay Area Loan Source to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit more about the Manhattan apartment prices on average hitting $2 million. Ooh, that ain't cheap. But anyway, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's what you know. it comes down to is don't buy a house unless you have a great job. Don't go on a ten thousand dollar vacation on credit unless you have a great job. Yeah, this is it's it's intimidating to look at a one million dollar uh, property and and the only way you can afford it is with a dual income, uh, you know, and that increases your chances that maybe one of you will lose your job or have a decrease in income or you have to change jobs with lower income. Um, it's a little scary. Or you have a child and then you know you decide that you know the way you want to raise your child is for that. You know, the mother to uh, be a stay-at-home mom, and, and that's half an income. Um, a lot of people are. We're, I think we're in a teetering area. It, it could go flat for a while. It could go down a little bit. I really don't think we're going to see the kind of crash that we saw in 2007. Um, it, now, I, why do you say just, that? Too many people that bought or refinanced over the last five, six, seven years during Dodd Frank's tightening, tightening uh, guidelines. Um, They've qualified. Uh, we don't have the fear of people bailing on their house because they can't afford it because a lot of people qualified. The only thing I fear is a uh, layoffs. That's the first thing I fear. I don't think higher interest rates are going to affect home prices until they reach over 5%. Um, yet home prices uh, have really gone up enough where maybe that's 45 now. Uh, you know, the Bay Area has a good income. Uh, the media, if you have a dual income, the median home price in San Mateo, for example, has already peaked out. So that's one area where I would be a little cautious on speculation on appreciation. But the East Bay has a lot more room to grow as far as the median income with 20% down. It can still qualify for a much higher mortgage, I'm sorry, purchase price than are the median home price in the East Bay. So there's some areas that can continue to grow. And there's others that have already peaked out. So I, uh, I just don't see enough negatives to say that there can be a downturn. Yet we still hear people saying, well, I want to wait to buy a house before, you know, uh, I want to wait till the home prices go down before I buy. Uh, I think we're seeing more of that, though. I'd rather see, see when you say that to me, I'm shocked by how many people are just financially not ready for big things like retirement, like buying a house. If you ask someone, like, they want to buy a house, you go, do you know your income and do you know your budget? And they look at you like you've got a monkey on your back or a monkey on your head or maybe, I don't know, uh, a Hitler mustache. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, and people don't know their own budget. And that's to me, is kind of scary. They don't know their own current income. Um, there was a stat, Rob, by Zillow yep. that said that 86% of renters today cannot buy because they don't have enough income or they have too low of a credit score. Um, if you're already struggling to save money, you have low credit score, you're, you're iffy on your income, a lot of people, a lot of these people are going to, they're going to sit on the fence a little bit longer. Um, Before buying a home, I think you should you know, learn whether or not you're handy. Um, one of the first things my dad bought me when I got out of college was a tool, toolkit. He wanted me to have a hammer. He wanted me to have a wrench. He wanted me to have uh, sprockets and things along those lines. And Because um, when you own a home, you need to have that basic ability to be able to fix things. And it is expensive. 
uh, you were talking about some of the hidden costs in owning a home. Um, I think the biggest one is maintenance and upkeep. Uh, you, you forget things like appliances and that you may have to replace windows. Um, you know, when you're buying a property that's at the, uh, you know, near a top of a market, near a peak, uh, and you can't really expect more appreciation to come and borrow that money from the house, you're going to have to come out of, out of your pocket. And that translates into a monthly payment. You know, if you qualified for $3,000 mortgage and you're tapping out your debt ratio, uh, you still might have another four or $500 a month in, just housing expenses, it could be everything from utilities to maintenance to the gas that you use to cut your grass, uh, the weed whacker, and the, you know, maybe you don't have enough time to do that and you have to pay somebody to do it. Um, so uh, buying a, you know, it's funny too that these, these, the extra costs of owning a house are not included in your debt ratio, which is funny. You can buy a house with your gross income, not your net income, but your gross income at up to 45% of your income, gross income, and they still don't factor in all of the other uh, maintenance issue, uh, maintenance costs and utility costs and appliance costs and everything else that goes along with it. There's some terms, Furniture. That, there's some terms that people should know before buying a house. And how many people do you think know the term earnest money? Everybody who bought a house. And I'll tell you, I'll, 90% of people don't know what it means. So earnest money is a way to show a seller that you're serious about wanting to buy their property. Before you get into a contract, you kind of want to show them who you really are, a deposit, a set amount of money in escrow uh, with your offer. How many people do you know, think know what – how many homeowners, first-time homeowners, know what the word escrow means? I, know, I, I didn't learn it in high school. And if I did it, it went right through me. They, they find out very quickly, but yeah, that's where your earnest money deposit goes to. Um, but not a lot. And even terms like private mortgage insurance, confusing. Why not, I, just, call it, dis- why not just call it mortgage insurance? I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on the statement you made earlier about how 20% is you're losing purchasing power. You are, but you're also getting a rate of return on that investment because you're eliminating mortgage insurance or a higher rate. So let's say you, you buy a $600,000 house with 10% down. You know You have a $540,000 mortgage. You could easily spend... a month in mortgage insurance. If you put an extra 10% down, it saves you $400 a month. So if you put another $60,000 down, you're getting a $4,800 return on that $60,000. That's almost 8%. So you're getting 8% return, plus your payment's lower because you put another $60,000 down. So there is a... All I'm saying... We're not not disagreeing because I'm not going to let you disagree with me on this one. I'm saying that Anytime you have money anywhere, it loses to inflation. Right. Inflation is a boogeyman. That you and, if, and, and kind of in your defense, if you do find a good more rent versus buy more a calculator, it does factor in what they call lost opportunity on that deposit, on that down payment that you put in the house. Do you think people know the four types of mortgages? Like, I bet they don't. The ARM adjustable rate mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. Another type of mortgage? Give me one. A fixed mortgage. Fixed rate mortgage. Very good. Another type of mortgage? An assumable mortgage. Very good. Very good. What's an assumable mortgage? Uh, let's say you buy a house and you get a really good rate, and then rates go up, uh, and then you have a buyer come in and they say, "Well, you know, I don't quite want to go out and get my own loan. Can I have your loan?" Your retirement needs a plan, but it can be hard to know how to even begin. By keeping your focus on just a few essential issues, you can increase your chances of enjoying a secure future. Step one, sign up for the free webinar, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income, hosted by New Focus Financial. 
It's Wednesday, December 21st, starting at 7 p.m. And during this hour-long webinar, you'll learn from certified financial planner Chad Burton how you can reduce risk with diversification. He'll give you tax reduction strategies and estate planning tips and let you know which bond alternatives and retirement products make sense in today's low interest rate environment. You'll learn how to rebalance your portfolio in retirement and create a tax-efficient distribution plan. And you'll get tips on portfolio structuring, asset allocation, and more. Again, this is a free webinar, 7 p.m. Wednesday, December 21st, for about an hour. Go to newfocusfinancial.com to register now and take the first step towards a secure future. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Amazon Prime Video is expanding to 200 countries as it steps up its challenge to Netflix. I was reading in Barron's Day, they think there's three tech companies that are undervalued. And they're not really surprises. Amazon, Alphabet, a.k.a. Google, and there's the other one that's a surprise because <laughs> I'm forgetting it. Oh, Facebook. So, surprise. So, everyone loves surprises, right? Um, with these companies, I want you to look at them and think, you know, what are they? What's their product? And with Amazon, it's lots tied towards Prime right now. Now, expanding into 200 you know, countries, um, not going to be smooth or cheap, and acquisition costs you know, may slow growth. But so far, they've proven that they can stop, spend a lot of money, make a lot of money. Um, stop, spend a lot of money, then make a lot of money. So, anyhow... Total debt in the United States. Um, it's climbing in the United States for each household. In, 19, in 2002, it was 88000 Now it's 132000 So in credit card debt, it's a big problem at 16000 per household. Mortgages at 172000 on average. Auto loans at 28000 Student loans at 49000 So debt, 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 debt. Um... <clears throat> I think that's worthy of note. So the cost of buying a home, I just did a segment with Tony, and one of the things that we talked about was that there's things that people forget about. And that's what gets us into trouble in our lives, is not having an emergency fund, but also not planning well. And I think starting with a budget is great. Realistically, I don't know how many people will actually do it, but it's a great concept. Um... So knowing that like your house is going to have you know taxes and insurance and upkeep and you're going to want to spend at least 1% of the value of your home every year on upkeep. So you should be throwing some money into your home on things along the lines of new roofs, uh, thinking that the heater may go out at some point in time because guess what? It's going to and heaters aren't cheap. 
uh, I had a bad run of luck with washing machines. Um, so I'm fortunate that I'm in enough of a position that I don't have to panic about short-term debt. But a lot of people don't count on it. And they never have a budget and they never really have that emergency fund that you really got to have if you're going to be successful. Um, I don't want one hiccup to throw you off. Maybe ten hiccups. But a lot of people aren't even prepared for that one. And that's, you know, it's sad, but that's the fact, Jack. Um, a lot of people aren't ready for problems to arise. Big Christmas stock that you should think about. If you're looking at stocks to own, uh, consult a broker advisor for taking action in stocks. But FedEx. JP Morgan is saying today that they see more upside for the hot stock as FedEx uh, deals with the surge in holiday shipping volume. The stock has hit a recent all-time high, but it's still about 16% beneath their price target. Now, JP Morgan doesn't work for you, and they don't know you. Um, so you got to keep that in mind. And there's also a competitor called UPS. There's also companies like Amazon who are testing drones. In fact, today uh, it was announced that Amazon has conducted its first commercial drone delivery, uh, putting the online retailer in the lead to use drones as a new delivery method. Um, it was a 13-minute flight. It was a almost five-pound package. It went to a farmhouse. It flew through the English countryside. Um, I will let you put all the romantic ideas in your head um, on how it went. Uh, but that's interesting to me because, again, at the same time, we're seeing Uber announce driverless cars in San Francisco starting today. Um, so Amazon's changing things up. Uber's changing things up. A lot of people are starting to freak out because they're starting to figure out that when Amazon says they're going to open up grocery stores without checkers, it means no jobs. Um, or jobs that used to go to people who made $12, 13 14 $15 an hour. Um, one of the things that millennials are doing right right now is they're getting a lot of education. They value education. And that helps millennials because they're not being asked to be checkers. The more education you have, the higher the job position you go for, um, in theory. So, interesting, millennials aren't really buying cars, and some of them aren't even getting driver's licenses. Um, so and that ties into the Ubers and the, the lifts, right? Retailers are grappling with a discount dilemma this holiday season. Big old glut of merchandise led to heavy discounting last year. Uh, you would think that chains want to do it again this year, but chains are doing exactly that again this year. So, uh, that's on top of having a, a revised down retail sales in October and a weaker than expected November where some of that gain came from gasoline prices, which makes us, our skin kind of crawl because that's the retail sales kind of number that I don't want to say it goes to the Saudis' pockets because that makes me sound you know, like I've got an issue with Saudi Arabians, but it's the money that doesn't necessarily, it, it evaporates. It, it, it doesn't do anything good in your life. It's just It gets you from point A to point B. Mortgage applications fell by 4% as refinancings have hit the post-election rates. Uh, still good interest rates. Still great interest rates historically. Just not short-term history. They were lower. Uh, so that's worthy of note. The average apartment in Manhattan is $2 million for the first time since 2016. 
Uh, the New York City borough's exclusive real estate got a little bit more exclusive as the average price of dwellings, that's condos, apartments, or co-ops, rose from $1.9 million in 2015 to $2.2 million. Second straight record for Manhattan. Um, median sales price means half the transactions are lower, half of them are higher. Uh, that came in at $1.2 million in 2016, up from $1.1 million in 2015. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.